Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Mace out, AK in, John Ireland as well. What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Good. It's wet, wet, wet out there. We all probably should have done these shows from home. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a good idea to be on the road today unless you absolutely have to. And then I walked back. You know, back into like the annals of seven ten. Okay, not a soul, not one. Oh person. yeah, no. is that you? You were once upon a time in sales. Is Friday kind of uh, attendance optional? So work I think, from home day. I think the way they're doing it, good karma. Friday is everything from home. Okay, and but it back in the day, and the four of us were just dumb and I didn't know. get the memo. I know. No. Yes. I like sleep. I've been here all week. Ba- back yeah. in the day, I was. I thought people. John, were I thought Fridays. about it. I strongly considered. <laughs> Clint, here's, not how, here's how bad yeah. I am. I thought about it when I hydroplaned for the third time oh, on the one. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What I actually yeah. did do was I took, I, the, went, I took the train. This I didn't want to be in a car. You're, you're, yeah. yeah, you figured it out. Yeah, I was like, I don't. I took. I took the bus to a train. I was like, I don't want to be out here okay. in this weather. That's what I did. All right, so let me let me start with this. Yeah, Clinton, you know I love you, man. I think you're you're What's great. I got to see video. What? I dunked a basketball one time. I mean, I you want to see me jump up? What do you want me to do? I, are you with me? Well, I, I, I are we really him. doing this? I told him. I said I need to see a video. I, I said a tennis ball. I how, see. Are it. we what really doing this? How tall, I was in high school. How tall are you? Like you, you guys couldn't get close to dunking a basketball in high school. No. How tall? Oh, are you okay. Well, that would make sense if you don't have any idea. You're in a room with three white guys. You know. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, in my case, a short white guy. In my case, in my case, Middle Eastern. Yeah. Not exactly known for that. No, I don't, Clinton. By no means, I think it's impossible. Matter of fact, there was a game we played. It happened once. There was a game we played this year in Boston. I don't know if you guys watched it. And near the end of the game, like a minute to go, Patrick Beverly flies in. And does oh, yeah, a follow yeah. dunk. Yeah. And LeBron went into actual shock. Well, but Pat, I mean, fun fact about Pat Beverly, he won a dunk contest in the Ukraine. That's actually true. Yes. <laughs> With, yeah. yeah. I but I don't think, I didn't know that, and I don't think LeBron knew that. And he just, you know, it was, so I definitely think I, you I was you better at have. jumping on a baseball field to catch things. Like, I, the ball was the, was the issue. The jump was not really the yeah, issue. So, yeah, so, but you couldn't do it now. Not even close. Are you kidding me? The uh, bigger I mean, problem, I, could, I was telling him, the bigger problem I wonder if I could grab the rim the now, ba- still. It's I don't know. The ba- yeah, that was the how issue. How tall are you? I don't know. Standing up. <laughs> no, well, you look it's, like, I would say you're like 5'11". Five five yeah, probably 5'11", yeah. yeah. If you're, you're taller than me, you're reasonably tall. If you're shorter than I am, you're probably short. That's yeah, pretty the much average size male in America is 5'10". Do you five refuse ten. to get measured at the doctor? Like, <laughs> I don't know that I think about it that way. You seem very willfully unaware of your height. I mean, it says, let's see what it says on my list. Yeah, but I mean, I've never asked that question before. Somebody say, I don't know. It's been a long time since I thought about it. I go 6'4 all the time. Oh, it's not on here. Wow, that's weird. Wait, it has to be on your license. It's not my license, though. It's a a passport card. Um, Yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't don't walk around thinking about this kind of stuff. Andy, have you ever been around somebody when you ask them how tall are you, they say, I don't know? This is a first. (laughs) 
I, I honestly, think it is. do you guys think about this on a regular basis? Well, I know. I tall I am. Just know. Right. You know. Oh. Just know. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, whatever. Six two. I, 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 I know I, how tall <laughs> I am compared to other people. That's as simple as that. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I know how tall I am. I don't have a rough estimate about. To tall be I fair, am. this is an actual thing that I use actually sometimes in like reporting in general. You see a guy, I'm like, if that guy's shorter than I am, I will be well, more wow. To your, what to your point, Kyler Murray, for example, shorter than I am. I know that because I've stood right in front of him. They're better about it now, but the most. Uh, the biggest lie for years oh. was the height of any NBA player. Sure, right. Michael Thompson is 6'9". Okay. If you look up his height <laughs> anywhere from when he was at Minnesota, from when he was in Portland, from when he was the Lakers, they'd always list him as 7 feet tall. <laughs> He's 6'9". That's unbelievable. By the way, Dwight Howard, 6'8 and a half. Yeah. yeah. Really? And you know who's underlisted? Seven feet. Kevin Durant is underlisted. That dude oh, is oh, yeah, really tall. Feet tall. That dude is really tall. I think Sam KG, Jerk. Yeah. KG used to be under... Like, there's certain guys that want to be known as smaller, I think, depending on their game. Oh, yeah. yeah. And some guys who want to be listed as taller. Charles Barkley is 6'4". Yeah. yeah every, anything, oh, my God. He's yeah. I know that. And that's why... Six, seven, that's also six, why eight. I think I don't really have that much of a care about these numbers, because knowing that over right. years, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, all right, well, I know how tall the guy is. I've seen him with my face. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Zion, now, I don't know what they list him as, but there was a time where they were listing him, whatever that weight was, it <laughs> was, was... inaccurate. Way off. Well, now, and then he'd had Mountain Dew commercials. I'm like, this isn't going to happen. How about this? <laughs> LeBron... Is two hundred and seventy pounds and he's not fat. Yeah, well, nice. muscle weighs more than fat. Yeah. So I you mean, know. but two seventy. That's why LeBron has played twenty years. Right, he's and this 270 is why, with no fat. This is also Ireland. Why people when people tell me, oh, LeBron could have never played in the eighties and nineties. I'm like, if LeBron James punched somebody in the face, your career is over. That's that's I, a lot of weight behind. And, and, and LeBron could have played in any era. Yeah, yeah right. Yes. I mean, I'm just saying, like the toughness thing all, is what they always bring up. I'm like, have you Kareem, seen that guy? Yeah. I'm like, have you seen him? Look, if all, he hits you, you're done. You all know? of the all time <laughs> like, greats. All of the all time greats could have played in any era. That's why they're all-time greats i remember though lebron's first season with the lakers remember he had that groin injury yeah and he was starting to come back from it and i remember i went to a practice and lebron often practices without a shirt and this was his first practice back from what we were told basically doing nothing because he had to get this couldn't do anything yeah because of anything I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is LeBron's version of dad bod. Yeah. Right here. And he shredded. He's ripped. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you and I Le- look a little different. Yeah. I'm like, this is LeBron letting himself go. Um, Ireland, what I was going to say about that, though, was because people were like, there's no way that was on a real rim. Yes. That was on one time on a real rim after I'd been working on it all summer for three right. months. This is what happened. Okay. But we did used to do was when the kids were there, like the whole camp. We put that thing down the eight, and all the counselors would have dunk well, contests. One of the funnest that things, was fun. One of yeah. the funnest things we did in college was there was an elementary school around the corner from UCLA, and we would all go play eight-foot hoops once right. a week. Right, yeah, that's... And yeah. it was uh, so much fun. Not just the, the fact that you could dunk, but the shots were so much easier. It's I, I, I found I, shooting on an eight-foot rim actually pretty tough because you, you, you get used to it, but the interior game changes drastically. finger rolls <laughs> and bank shots. And I need to try know. to find the video, and if I can, I will tweet it out at Cam Brothers. My brother and I were both at a mutual friend's uh, son's birthday party, and it was at a place that had like all these different bouncy houses, and one of them had a basketball rim. Oh, oh. Wow. Brian in the bouncy house attempts to got do, excited. He attempts <laughs> he to excited. do a three sixty dunk <laughs> on the bouncy house rim. And he missed the rim. In oh man! And I got video it's of it. The I need to find it. I have to see that. I mean, he is That's like hilarious. he's at least a foot 
I to, will, I believe, the right. Oh, so he I just had this. no gauge. That's that's Andy, and you you tweeted a picture out recently of when you were in high school or college and you had long hair. It was uh, after college. I was yeah. in my mid-20s. Nice. And I saw this. Pull that picture out and show it to Clinton. I saw I this. I, I saw this picture, Clinton. It's in your wallet. And I, <laughs> right, that's how old I it is. was convinced that this was not Andy. Right. And then I showed it to three other people. I showed it to Trudell. I showed it to Michael Thompson. You did a blind taste test. I said, I said, you have met this person and know him. Do you know who this is? And nobody could I wouldn't do have it. guessed. I wouldn't yeah. have guessed. It's, and you know what the main thing is? It's not anything other than the beard. Because I didn't know what the bottom half of your face was shaped like. Because yeah, right. I've never seen it. So yeah. To, I, I mean this this guy. Okay, let me see that. If you go up to yeah, if you so go if I the, just would have handed you that picture and said, If this you is go a on a date ours, on Thursday do night you know who it and is? that guy's at the open mic, let me see. you might have problems. He might leave with your girl, Slee. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This guy, this was a look Certainly for a while. Look, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got a little bit of a Jared Leto thing going yes. on there. Jordan Catalano. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan did I tell you this story That's that when I was in Arizona, hair. a guy walked into the bar who looked exactly like Jared Leto in that exact show, and he had it. He, had, he was like wearing the costumes of the clothes. And I told, I told his mom, "Can I take a picture of him?" She was like, "I used to love that show. I never thought about it. It was weird." It would be great anyway. to look like Jared Leto without having any of the stuff <laughs> that comes with being Jared Leto. You just get to look that good, uh, handsome. I mean, I was handsome man. Oh, okay, yeah. so can not I close. can I not can I nominate a new like a, a new member? You want a, a chairman of the board type initiation here. Okay. My one of my wife's favorite movies is my weird quirk about my wife. She loves Nancy Myers movies. I don't know if you guys I don't know, know who, who that, that is. is. No. Yeah, she's a very um, famous uh screenwriter and director. And okay. There's a lot of romantic comedies. And, and she Got and it. one of those is a is year this is like 2002, right. 2003 called The Holiday. And it and it's Kate Winslet, it's Jack Black, Cameron it, Diaz, it's Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, mm-hmm. I, Clinton. I I don't I, like <laughs> you're having some trouble with this one yeah. because <laughs> speechless. Jude Law looks as good in yeah. that movie oh. as as I mean I've never thought I've told said this to Mason. I've never thought about changing teams, but if I did, <laughs> so here's the if thing. I yes, did, no, no, I know who Jude Law is. Here's the that funny dude thing: dude should be in the handsome man community. The funny thing about Jude and the reason why he is not considered more handsome is that he plays ugly roles, yeah, like does. by design. Like he always kind of looks weird, but when you see him normally, that's like Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah Tom it's Hardy like it's the like they, they're, they're, he yeah. never looks like his best normal guy look. So that's why I think in he's the, not considered that In the holiday, that way. he plays a a widowed dad who romances Cameron Diaz. Oh, and nice. he Could not look better. Yeah. Okay. Check All four of them, good actually. Photo. Jude Law, handsome that's, man. That's, that's I mean, he's photo. he's already an ambassador. It's yeah. just it's only you got to catch him outside of a film. It, you know? it is a really striking thing when you see famous people who are known for being really good looking, good looking men or women. Yeah, and it's in person, and you're like, wow, yeah. like, this is not. <laughs> Photoshop. This is not the makeup room. I was like, just real. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, there are some people that yes. when you walk in, right, when you they walk into a room, every insecurity you have as a human <laughs> oh, yeah. just rises to the surface. And a lot, a lot of those people, it's like effortless. Like they don't even. Yeah. You know, some of them look. Are you? Are you? Get a, me wrong. Are, you, are you filling out your application? No, no. To I'm the not, to definitely. the local chapter. I was, what, uh, do what you are guys we doing? remember? You guys remember Gabby Reese? Gabrielle yeah. Reese, who is a beach volleyball player and a model, and her husband is a guy named Laird Hamilton. He is a uh, surfer. He's a he, but he's an oh, extreme oh, yeah. surfer. Yeah, yeah. And he came in. They Gabby and Laird came in one day with Mason and I, and Mason and I looked at each other and we just went, <laughs> "What are we doing here?" Yeah, <laughs> we have never felt this ugly. I mean, they're just. You should have put her in a different studio. Right. Yeah. 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 We're gonna separate you two. Yeah. Hey, M, is is Cocaine Bear good? 
So I would I gave it a rating of seven point two out of ten. All right, not terrible. I think that you have to go into it, go into the theater, accept the premise. It's accept a crew the premise movie. and have a fun theater. Yeah. You have to have people that are excited to see the movie and someone who's going with you that's excited to see the movie. If you have a movie of a uh, uh, theater of critics. Right. I think she there said, there may be C a plus B minus for letter grade. Okay. Is that going to get you to go see it or I'm going to go. I j- gonna just go? because we have a weird schedule this weekend in Dallas. We're leaving early tomorrow. We're leaving at 9 in the morning tomorrow because we have a day game Sunday so they want to get there early, get a practice in. So I basically have Saturday night and Sunday night off. Oh, yeah. And that's it's only 90 minutes. Yeah. Right. The tight 90 right up, is the, right key, up my alley. the key element here. I feel like two hours could be pushing it with right. cocaine bears. Right. <laughs> the premise doesn't really... I mean, Well, she actually can, said 90 is a little too long. She said for the story. Hey, Andy, can I say something? The first thought I had when I heard cocaine bear was a go was if this can get made... Commander and Chimp. That's what I was going to say. We got we got to keep uh, and Commander I'm not, and Chimp. By the way, I'm not kidding. I know you're not. Commander and Chimp, keep it to a tight 90. We don't need to be floating into the two hours. Well, zone. I mean, well we already got people like like O'Shea's coming on today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his birthday and he's in Cocaine Bear. Right. So um, O'Shea, I, we have enough friends of the program. I think Freddie would be in it. I think O'Shea would be in it. Well, you've we told already, me that Jay, Jay Moore, Moore has already himself. has right. already texted me saying I'm all in right. on Commander and Keep Chimp. it under Is 90. the script done or does it need to be reworked? We This is something that me, Brian, and our, our friend Steve Skelton, we have been tossing around this idea for roughly 15 to 20 years. I was going to say, this is what you talk about every time you What's get to see each other. What's the status of the script? Uh, it started with that it's, photo. <laughs> that photo that, yeah. it's, it's fluid. Right now, okay. the script is fluid. It could use a little more fleshing out, but we, we've we got basically the plot line from A to Z. It's a strong summary. It's a yeah. strong right, so outline. For people who have no idea what we're talking about, give us the elevator pitch. 30 seconds. What is Commander in Chimp? There is the incumbent president. He ha- His name is Bob Johnson. He has a, pre- a pet monkey named Bobo. The scheming vice president who wants to be president comes up with these ballots that have a typo in it that says Bobo Johnson instead of Bob Johnson thinking... If this guy wins, he obviously won't be allowed to be president because he's a monkey. Therefore, I will end up the president. As it turns out, there's nothing in the Constitution that says a monkey can't be president. From there, the vice president tries scheming his way towards the thing and towards the presidency. Every scheme leads to Bobo becoming more popular. Spoiler alert, he gets reelected. Yeah. Bobo too. It, that is that was as that, size yeah. tight as, as that you movie cannot make lose. That. Yeah. Well, yeah. and as May said before when he first pitched it, the the title alone is half the battle. Yes. You, Commander and Chimp is funny premise uh, off rip. Honestly, you know? it is not satirical enough for our current politics. <laughs> if anything, we're holding back. I love it. I love it. How Which, long? How long would the movie be? I'd say anywhere from an hour to an hour forty-five. It's a comedy. It's satire. I think those you tend to want. I'm those with to Clinton. Be tight I think it, I think ninety tight minutes 90. is the magic Still number. Put it together. Tight ninety. That's fine. What you guys got going on today? A lot. Well, if we don't know if O'Shea will show up because it's his birthday, so anything, <laughs> and it's raining. <laughs> yeah, anything could go. Um, but I am in in and his movies premiere this sleep. I don't know right. about you, but I am genuinely as excited about this dumb upcoming three-game road trip as I have been in since they won the title. Got to learn a lot. I, I think we're going to get a whole bunch of answers because I heard you talking about it, Slee. I don't know how much stock we can put in a blowout win over the Pelicans with no Zion and a blowout win over the Warriors with no Steph and no Wiggins, but Dallas scored 142 points last night. Yep. Mm. Um, best they've looked. Yep. And, and now we get them on Sunday. Memphis loaded and Clinton I think you said the magic words 
you asked Slee what would be a successful road trip. We got to see what it looks like. Yeah, have to. If I mean they can't go zero and three, but if they go one and two, but every game is down to the wire and tight. If you look at the Lakers' schedule, it gets pretty easy in April. So you just got to get. Yeah, the home games are big. Yeah. The problem is though with the math, they can't just get through March. They have to win a lot. Yeah. Right. They can't have a losing record from from now till the end of March. They've got to. They got to have a winning record, and then maybe they get into it. But I'm genuinely excited after last night to watch what watch them play a good team. Part of that, and I know you guys will get into it too. What's encouraging is. Bron and Anthony Davis were not Bron and Anthony Davis last night. Yeah, they still won a game. They, yeah. they, 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 they get carried win. by Malik Beasley and Austin Rivers. Yeah, well, that's Austin, what that's what that's what teams do. Yes, Austin Reeves. Yeah, Austin, Austin Reeves. Austin, Austin, Austin Rivers. Rivers. Where is he? is Austin Rivers still in the league? I he think is. he is. Didn't he just get in a fight? Didn't he get with I, Mo Bamba? Yes, yeah, he, he did. Yes, he's in Minnesota. Yeah, he's yeah. in Minnesota. Right. Good right. 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 There you go. Right. Austin Reeves. All right, Super Cross Talk is powered by In-N-Out Burger. That's what a hamburger is all about. Thank you, Clinton Yates. Always happy weekend, kiddos. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Bah! Ah! Hey, 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 people! It's Mason and Ireland on a Friday, a rainy Friday. None of us should be here. If you don't have to get in your car and go to work, don't do it. Let's go I home, hi- Andy. I hydroplaned like four times on the way here today, uh, but I got here, and I have to drive home safe. Uh, I've got one of those nights, Andy, where we're uh, going out to dinner with another couple, and sometimes I dread that, but I really like this particular couple, and uh, and so it will be fun. But I'm questioning just the idea of even going out is smart. I don't think it is. I I'll I might Uber, and it's only like a mile from my house. I'll tell you what's rough right now. We are experiencing this in our household this morning. If you have dogs, this rain is brutal yeah. because they will refuse to cooperate. Yeah, my dog won't go outside to pee, and so now it's just massive cleanup. In, it's in, it's awful. We have a puppy, and so it's like okay, Murphy. Dog. Yeah, you gotta you gotta figure it out. Um, so I, uh, this is where I want to start. Bergman, did you you were there last night? How late did you stay? I left a little after ha- or right around halftime. You pulled a Mason. Yes, okay. very much so. Okay, I wanted to get home and listen to you on the way home for the third quarter, and then watch the fourth quarter on my couch. All right, so Andy, I want you to tell me. And I, didn't you do a uh, locked on Lakers pod this morning about Abs- that game? Absolutely, John. Okay. The show runs five days a week. Anywhere you get your podcast. Excellent. So you've already done a deep dive. You're the perfect guy John, to ask this. There's a YouTube component. Excellent. Um, hey, aren't you the guy who does the Lakers dance party hoedown on your phone? Indeed. Yeah, thank you, Ethan. The, um, <laughs> how 
I don't know if excited is the right word. How enthusiastic am I allowed to be over these last two home games? Very. I think you are allowed to be very enthusiastic. It does not mean that the road ahead of the Lakers is not difficult because it is. The math does not work in their favor. They're going to have to win a lot of games just to make the play in. But I think what you're seeing right now with the Lakers is legit because the roster actually makes sense. The fact that D'Angelo Russell blew out his ankle, something or nothing? Uh, according to D'Lo after the game, nothing. He doesn't seem particularly worried. Darvin Ham doesn't seem particularly worried. I'm not that worried. Well, that's the one thing that, not just to him, but to anybody, when you put yourself in this sprint, this 23-game sprint, you need some luck with injuries. And so that was the first unlucky break they had. That was a bizarre thing, yeah, too. Yeah, he was taking the ball out of bounds, and he just rolled his ankle on, on – uh, he stepped on another guy's foot and rolled his ankle. Um, I've sprained more ankles than I care to remember. My guess is – he says he's day-to-day. My guess is probably not playing Sunday, but I don't know. He w- he wouldn't say that. He he would come out and say uh, – he was saying all the right things, I'll be fine, blah, blah, blah. But normally, even grade one ankle sprains are – five to seven days here's what gives me some degree of hope and it should be clear that the the follow-up work that they said they were going to do today to the best of our knowledge either has not been done or has not been reported first of all the fact that they've already said they don't plan to do an mri that's a good sign secondly that d'angelo talked after the game at all yeah normally those guys don't right and they will take any excuse to not talk to the media post game but when you're injured (laughs) the rule is you don't have to talk the fact that he actually wanted to talk and was in a really good, a good mood. Is a good sign. Yeah. Um, Malik Beasley, difference maker or just a hot guy for one night? Difference maker. You think? Yeah. I mean, first of all, he, he is a good three-point shooter. That is his specialty in the league. That is what he does offensively. Leading scorer in the game last night, 25 points, by but, the way. Yeah, 7 of 11 from behind the arc. But also, too, he's a volume three-point shooter, which the Lakers have needed. They've needed guys who will actually take threes in volume, and he does it in a lot of different ways. He works off screens. He'll work off curls. He's really good in transition hitting threes, not to mention just the spot-up stuff. Like he's, he's not really a varied scorer, but he's got a lot of variety in the ways he hits threes, and he's a guy that you can't ignore. Like Defenses will pay attention to Beasley. Um, on paper... You would think picking up Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Mo Bamba, Rui Hachimura doesn't necessarily make you a a playoff team or a championship-level team. But, Andy, I don't know how to explain it other than to say it just works better than what they had before. Working better matters, though. Yeah. Like, it, it matters to have a roster make sense. And, like, if you look at the guys who are no longer in the rotation, Russell Westbrook, Lonnie Walker, Thomas Bryant, and Wenyon Gabriel to some degree. Right. Because he was in and out of the rotation. But those three. Kendrick Nunn in and out. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn. So those five guys are either out of the rotation now or on different teams. You're subbing in Rui Hachimura, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Mo Bamba, Jared Vanderbilt. It's not even close which grouping is better in terms of overall talent, but also better as a fit and what this team needs. Even though the first list, the one that's the inferior list, has bigger names on it. What what are names? Well, like Westbrook's going to the Hall of Fame. Beverly is is an elite defender. I forgot about Patrick Beverly. Um, Thomas Bryant 
the only reason they let him go is because they can't afford to keep him next year. Well, and also his role, I think Thomas Bryant's role was going to shrink dramatically, which is why he wanted a trade. Right. He asked to be traded. Yeah, and Mo Bamba, to me, is exactly what you need. He jumps out of the gym. He tries to block every shot. He's going to make stupid fouls. That's kind of what he does. But Thomas Bryant was foul prone, though. Yeah. Thomas Bryant was a bad defender. Mo Bamba is a shot blocker. Yeah, and and Rob Polinka, when he got all these guys, he used the word, we've created more roster flexibility. And what he meant by that was that all these guys – and this is why you, they may, may, I don't want to overstate it, but they may have caught a little bit of lightning in a bottle in that all these guys are playing to stick around next year. They all have, have contractual situations mm -hmm. where the Lakers need to make some decisions. And I think what you have now are five or six guys who are auditioning for next year and they're playing really hard. I mean, Austin Reeves last night was fantastic. Yeah. It was great. He was six for six. He had 17 points. He made all these great plays. I There is a different energy around this group. Now, having said all of that, I think you hit on the key thing. They're not out of the woods. They aren't even close. They're in 13th place. They need to keep it going. Two wins is not a, even a, a job partially well done. It's just the start. But it was great, though, because last night, not only did the Lakers win, and they really need to win these games against all the teams they're chasing – other than the Jazz, who beat the Thunder, every team they are chasing, like directly chasing, lost. Right. So this was really important for them, not just in terms of getting their own wins, but getting the wins against teams they're chasing that also lost. And, and by the way, it now makes, to your point, it now makes off nights worth watching. For mm -hmm. example, I think Oklahoma City plays at Phoenix tonight. Is it okay? See the plays at Phoenix. Somebody there chasing plays at Phoenix. Yeah, you're correct. Um, that game matters. Yes, it does. Uh, Durant's not going to play, but Phoenix is still favored by eight, and that game matters if you're a Laker fan. Yeah, Charlotte's playing uh, the Timberwolves tonight. Houston, you hope can maybe pull some type of upset against the Warriors on a second end of a back to back. Right. Feels like a long shot, but you never know. Like, uh, these games all like you like you said everything now is appointment watching yeah so I, I i mentioned earlier i'm as excited i don't know why but i'm as excited about this stupid three-game road trip to no, no not marquee cities in any way okay we're going to dallas who's about a 500 team we're going to memphis who's second in the west it'd be a, a huge upset if the lakers beat memphis but then we're going to okc which is one of the teams they're chasing if they come out of this two and one or three and zero, oh, I think we're on to something. Absolutely, and, and they've beaten Memphis for what it's yeah. worth. They've beaten Memphis this year. They are Darvin Ham laid out the six seed as his goal. If that's going to happen, and that is a massive goal, they have to beat Dallas. So there are the stakes, and they're chasing the Thunder. Um, this game across the street tonight really doesn't matter, right? We're not catching either one of those teams. Kings at Clippers. Kings at Clippers. No, you're I think not that's really... the three and the four. You're they're they're kind of set and on their own, right? No, but if you are, I don't know, something between hate watching and just looking for potential car crashes, I know Laker fans are looking to see how Russ looks with the Clippers. Speaking of Russ, there is one very famous NBA analyst who thinks Russ is going to kill it with the Clippers. We'll play that for you coming up. And Andy, how much is mental 
a part of a pro athlete's toolbox? How much is the mental part of the game? I know you don't get to the NBA level, NFL level, Major League Baseball level without elite talent. That's the most important thing. Is the mental part a big deal, a little deal, no deal? We'll get into that too. Andy Kamenitsky and for Mace, Mason in Ireland, ESPN LA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right, Mason in Ireland, John Ireland, Andy Kamenitsky today, and uh, we um, we were just talking about the fact that um, Russell Westbrook makes his debut for the Clippers across the street. Now, this will not make Laker fans very happy, coming from the Laker announcer, but I'm rooting for Russ. I don't want to see him out of the league. I like him. I think he. The, I've always respected his work ethic. I always think he plays hard, as long as he. As, what as, makes Andy Reid so uh, great? I, well, there's Ryan Clark randomly. Um, <laughs> what? As long as he doesn't knock the Lakers out of anything, like tonight he's playing the Kings. Go Russ. I mean, look. Do you think that's going to make me pretty unpopular with no. Laker fans? No. I mean, first yeah. of all, the Lakers need to get themselves into the playoffs before you start worrying about Russell Westbrook knocking them out in some type of revenge tour. Like, let, let's walk before we run. Like, let's get the Lakers in first before you start worrying yeah. about that. How do you think it's going to go over with Laker fans, Bergman, that I, I'm rooting for Russ? I think you've always rooted for Russ, so they just realize that's who you are. He plays yeah. 100 they, they, miles an hour with his hair on fire. John, <laughs> John if they that have not, he does. If they have not gotten sick of you by now. Being the only man on Westbrook Island. Right, right exactly. I mean, if they haven't jumped ship now, they're not jumping ship. All right, one guy who thinks Russ is going to kill it mm-hmm. is Charles Barkley. Here's Charles last night. I think a couple things. This is his best chance to win a championship. You know I love Russ. I think... Having Tyrone Lue on the sideline is really important. Having Kawhi and Paul George, like, he don't have to be the guy. He's going to be coming off the bench. But the anger, the anger he has toward the Lakers, because they, they really screwed him in L.A. They blamed him for everything. That team they had last year and at the beginning of the season, it was trash. It was flat-out trash. They blamed Russ for everything. He's going to be angry. It's going to be great to watch. This, and number one, this is his best chance to win a championship. To win a championship. Yeah. You agree or disagree? First of all, that should make Laker fans thrilled because, A, Barkley is never right about any of his predictions. <laughs> He's true. always He's picked wrong. against the Warriors for 10 years right. in a row. He's always wrong. So that should give Laker fans some degree of reassurance. B, if he's actually correct that Russell Westbrook is going to be going out there playing to prove a point, that ain't good for the Clippers. 
Russell Westbrook with an agenda as the guy that's already so hard to blend into a team scheme in the first place, if Russ is out there trying to prove a point, that's bad for the Clippers, not good. You know, and they said he's going to come off the bench. I don't necessarily know if that's true. I think they could start him. They don't really have a point guard. I don't know how many minutes he's going to play, but I don't know if he's relegated I mean, to the bench. They've been starting Terrence Mann in that point guard Terrence role. Mann's really good. He is really good. And between him and Paul George, those are the guys that have really been running the Clippers offense and, and Kawhi Leonard also as well. They've got like a bunch of guys who can run an offense without a true point guard. But the last few years, it keeps coming out in like, Clipper reports and people who cover the team that they have been looking for a true point guard. You know, Eric Gordon's not a true point guard. Bones right. Highland isn't a true point guard. And if they started Russ, there is much more shooting around Russ than there was with the Lakers. Like, there's a there's a lot of on-paper reasons why, if nothing else, this could work better with the Clippers. There's just also a lot of reasons why you think it's unnecessary to even bother trying. Yeah, there, it's a very uh, – there's a lot of mixed opinions on the Clippers bringing in Russ. But one thing you just said, you're right. They have better shooters than the Lakers did, which is why I was so surprised they traded Luke Kennard for basically nothing. Well, if they've got enough, then they figure we need guys that we can put on the floor without worrying about him defensively. And yeah. Kennard's but a bad Kennard's defender. such a good shooter. He's a great shooter. Um, yeah, I would have loved to seen the Lakers get their hands on him. I don't know if, I don't know if the Clippers would have dealt with the Lakers in that regard, but I, I, I love Kennard. I think he's really good. The last time the Clippers dealt with the Lakers on a trade, they won. It was the Zubats. Zubats. Yeah, they did really well. Um, okay, so... Have you been following this Russell Wilson thing? Yeah. Um, Russell Wilson, a story came out. Greg, was it yesterday that he wanted Pete Carroll fired? That broke yes. late yesterday. By The Athletic. That Russ wanted John Schneider and Pete Carroll fired. He wanted to bring in Sean Payton. Russ has come out today, and he's denied it. Not only has he denied it, his lawyer denied it, which to me feels very thou doth protest too much. You don't need your lawyer to come in to deny this thing. I read The Athletic every day. They don't make a lot of mistakes. Let me just put it that way. They're good. Um, but it opened up a, a, an interesting debate. All right. This is kind of going to be a weird left turn. Um, over the past four or five years, I've been I've gotten to know Ryan Leaf. I started golfing with him. Oh. And I, yeah, he, he left the place where we golfed a couple of years ago. So it... it, it I haven't seen him, but I, I'm friendly with him and I know him. And I've kind of watched him turn his life around. And he had a very interesting take on Russell Wilson that I'm going to play for you. This runs about a minute. Um, but I, it lends itself to a bigger discussion. Here is Ryan talking about Russell Wilson and why he thinks he may have struggled so much in Denver last year. So Russell, of course, transferred to... I'm going to tell you a little story about Russell Wilson, okay? So Russell, of course, transferred to Wisconsin his final year, got the opportunity to play, went to a Rose Bowl, was very successful. Went down to IMG uh, to prepare for the draft. He met a young man there named Trevor Moed. Now, Trevor works in the brain and cognitive field and mental health. He's worked alongside Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide and Kirby Smart. He developed this way of thinking called neutral thinking. And in that mindset, you allow no negative thoughts in your I mean, you don't even ponder them. It's not even in existence, okay? And Russell bought into it early on, okay? And they built something together that was pretty great. Now, Trevor worked with me when I got out of prison. 
And I can't tell you the difference it made in terms of the way I view the world, right? It has made my life increasingly better and changed my outlook and perspective about everything and how I go about my business. Unfortunately, Trevor, uh, our good friend, died right at the end uh, of Russell's stay in Seattle of a brain tumor. He didn't tell any of us. He thought he was being a burden. So this man had been increasingly important to Russell Wilson during this process, teaching him they were partners. And I don't think enough people talked about it last year. This was the first season in which he didn't have Trevor. Okay, so do you think it's possible to live your life with no negative thoughts? In other words, according to Ryan, you don't even let him enter into your headspace. I, to me, I don't think you can do it. I don't know if you can do it, but you can make it a goal to try to eliminate as many as possible. Right. Like, he, he didn't claim that Russell Wilson entered this space where negativity never became a part of his thinking. He said that was the goal. It's right. like It's essentially like a philosophy that you're looking to follow. Mm-hmm. And, and that ultimately becomes the type of, I don't know, mantra, for lack of a better way of putting it, that you look to adopt. I wonder, though, how much in professional sports, you know, that's a good way to live your life, but in professional sports where talent, like, the team that has Kevin Durant is going to do better because Kevin Durant is the best player. Right, but there's plenty, Um, there have been plenty of guys with talent that didn't meet the expectations. I mean, a a lot of the difference, I think, between talent actually is the mental and psychological part of the game. So do you think Wilson just forgot about that? Or once this guy passed away, it became a lesser priority? I Well, no. I mean, it, look, the problem may be that Russell Wilson's starting to break down because he's in his early 30s right. and has been a quarterback who's taken a lot of hits. And you know, it's, it has seemed like his last couple years in Seattle, he was growing difficult to deal with. I mean, there, there have been a lot of former Seahawks or current Seahawks who've seemed pretty happy watching – Russell Wilson struggled. Right. And the Seahawks won that trade, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I mean the there's been a lot of open schadenfreude in ways that you don't see very often. So some of this may – I mean, I'm sure Russell Wilson was very upset that this friend and mentor and someone who meant a lot to him died, and maybe that was difficult for him in his first season without him. But my guess is it's not just that. Right. But it's interesting that this guy was working with Nick Saban. He was working with Kirby Smart. He's obviously working with Ryan. It, you know, um, obviously, this guy made a difference to a lot of people. But I found it fascinating that if if Russ stopped thinking that way, like he, he, he basically put the mental stuff in the backseat after this guy died and just said, I'll make it on my physical ability. Would that explain what happened in Denver? Well, I don't I mean, know. If his, I mean, we don't know that that's what happened, but I mean, if he's going to do that, then his physical ability needs to be peak Russell Wilson, right? and it's clearly not anymore. Yeah, and, and interesting that Sean Payton, who Russ rumored to want to bring into Seattle, is now his coach in Denver. Yeah. And so he's got his hand-picked coach, and, you know, and, and – Let's see where it leads. And it sounds, too, like Sean Payton has already put the kibosh on the whole, we're going to be equals as player, coach, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, he's he's already made him get rid of his office and get rid of his staff. He's he's like, I am your coach, ergo, I am your boss. Right. Probably smart.
Probably smart. Well, it's it's worth keeping an eye on. Do you, by the way, do you believe Russ or do you believe the athletic? I'm going to believe the athletic. Again, the lawyer coming out to deny this, you don't need your lawyer to deny basically like a non libel <laughs> report. Like, right. what are you bringing your lawyer into this? Yeah, very weird. Uh, all right, coming up next, we'll spin the wheel of questions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, we had some, we've had this question, something similar to this question before, but this is a tough one. All right, Andy, you're in you're in charge of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You're the head of the International Olympic Committee. You're going to add a new sport. You can only add one, and here are your three choices. You have to pick one. Hide and seek, <laughs> tug of war, or tag. What are you going with? Hide and seek, tug of war, tag. I'm going tug of war. Why? Because I think there's an intensity to tug of war. It's very easy to stay fixed on the action. Like hide and seek, there's too much going on. Yeah. You're not going to be able to follow it. Tag is too busy. Hide and seek, I mean, uh, tug of war, it's just you're you're fixed on the action right in front of you. It's intense. I assume people fall into like the mud, something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, remember the old battle of the network stars? That's exactly. What they always did, so you, put in you, the- you get your mud on top of it, too. So I'm going tug of war. Bergman? So Your three choices are hide and seek, tug of war, or tag. Pick so one. Hide and seek. There's just it's you don't want to see somebody just hiding like that's right. not interesting. I agree. So, but the tug of war I think is too quick. You could if you get a really good team, it just you're in and it's over. Or and it could last it. forever. It very well yeah. could, and that's also a problem too. Yep. Tag is already a thing. There's there's live tag that they put on like ESPN the Ocho. Yeah. Yep. Have you seen Andy? Have you seen the movie Tag? Oh, so good with Jeremy Renner and John Hamm. I have not so seen it. So good. I I know okay. it exists. Jorge, it's a real life story. With? I'm going with Tag. I am too. Yeah. Tag I am right too. Answer. I uh, and Andy, you're at number three to one here. Tag and that movie changed my mind. This movie Tag is based on a true story. Yes. Okay. So there are these six guys. Who have been playing tag right. for thirty years, and there are no rules. Like basically, and they all live in different cities, and like so. For example, there's a time limit, a, a certain amount of time where, I, and and there's repercussions if you lose. If you're the one who's it, you've got to pay for a bunch of stuff. You don't want to be it. But I literally could show up anywhere in your life, and all I have to do is <laughs> tag you. And it's super. They like they play defense, and one of these guys, like Jeremy Renner in the movie, nobody could catch him. Spoiler. Yeah, he, <laughs> he had. But and there's some twists and turns. Well, the movie's kind of old. What is it, Bergman? Five, six years old. Oh, it's got to be more than that now. Um, Let's see but came out. yeah, I would totally add tag. Okay, I think it would be really fun. You, it's 2018. You guys okay. have seen Tag yeah. on the Ocho. Does Tag translate well to TV? I, I mean, it works for a minute. Because tug of war works for TV. Uh, it, Squid more, Games was the Squid, only way. Are you it. kidding? That was incredible in Squid that, well, Game. Yeah, because it was intense and it was like for death. I think if you if you 
if you drew it up correctly, tag as an Olympic sport could be awesome. Okay. Okay. My, my biggest concern is that it does not translate well to TV. Yeah. They do it. It's one ver- It's one V1, and they are pretty, like, you have to go about a minute and a half without being tagged. And I think if you watch the movie, you okay. would go, okay. All right. uh, Hannibal Burris is in the movie. Ed Helms is in the movie. They got a lot of good people in it. Um, so I uh, I would vote for that. Uh, okay. So yesterday, Eric Bieniemy was announced as the new offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. There is a lot of debate over this because a lot of people feel like the enemy's overqualified for that job, that he should have been given a head coaching job considering he was the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs um, and the Chiefs have you know been so successful according, gone to three Super Bowls, won two of them. Uh, Mahomes, a lot of other people have come out and said the enemy is one of the main reasons why. For whatever reason, Andy can't get a head coaching job. Um, I've always argued that the reason it is is because he's buried behind Andy Reid. I totally understand what he's doing going to Washington. It was a lot like when it, it was I, the comparison I made was being the GM of the Miami Heat. I don't even know who that is, but I know he has no power. <laughs> All right, I know that if you want to make a trade with the Miami, if you want to trade for Tyler Hero. You're calling Pat Riley, and Riles is the one that's eventually going to make the decision. Uh, the whoever is the GM may execute the contracts or initiate conversations, but the the guy making the decisions is Pat Riley. So, the knock on B enemy has always been, uh, well, he's not calling the plays. Andy Reid's calling the plays. How good could he be? But you look at Sean McVay. McVay calls all the plays. Uh, Zach Taylor's the head coach in Cincinnati. Kevin O'Connell is the head coach in Minnesota. Um, Matt LaFleur. These guys were all McVay assistants. They never called plays, and they've all turned out to be great head coaches. But something came out this week that made me think, this is why Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a head coaching job. When the players start saying, you wouldn't be good. Here's LaShawn McCoy on Fox on First Things First. McCoy played for Eric Bieniemy in Kansas City. What makes Andy Reid so great, not the call, the, the play calls, which we see that, which, I mean, that's one of it. But the other thing is, like, adapting to the players. Well, Bieniemy, he's my first practice. I couldn't believe it. He dog coaching. He dog cussing the players. I'm like, and not just the regular players, Kelsey, you know, you know, other players. So it's like, it's hard for me. I'm rooting for him because... He's a black coach, and I love to see black coaches win. Also, he's a running back coach. Running back coaches don't never get a chance to be True. office coordinators. The yep. last one was like Anthony Lynn. So I want that to, 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 to do well for him. But if I have to do my job, and be honest, my thing is just where is the true value at? Is it then, is it have anything to do with him being black in your opinion? Obviously, uh, you ain't Roger Goodell. You don't know. You know what? Absolutely not. But people want to win. The color thing, I, I get it. It, we, it should be more black coaches. I definitely believe that. But if you come up for the Chiefs, they want to win. It has nothing to do with the, with the color barrier at all. So McCoy thinks he's going to fail. What do you think? Well, I mean, for what it's worth, a lot of Chiefs players, both current and former, have come out and said that LaShawn McCoy is both out of pocket and wrong, mm-hmm. like that he's just flat out wrong with this. Right. And, you know, McCoy has had, for what it's worth, a history of clashing with coaches. Mm-hmm. So take his opinion of it with a grain of salt. I think the element of race can't be ignored just because it's always been so hard 
in the NFL for black head coaches to advance compared to a lot of white counterparts with less of a resume and the Rooney rule is a joke yeah it doesn't work it's it's there just to say that it's there that being said with the enemy going to the commanders it is more of a way to show that a it's not just Andy Reid but also it's not just Patrick Mahomes like there are a lot of people who just feel like Patrick Mahomes he's so good at improvising when he's out there that in some senses the schemes matter but he's the ultimate scheme breaker like he he can improvise and turn nothing into something they ain't got that in the commanders like that offense needs some type of help like if you can turn Tyler uh Heineke into a really good quarterback like he's fine but nobody's going to beat down the doors to have Heineke as your quarterback right or whoever is going to be end up end up the quarterback in Washington, I th- I think I could be wrong, but I think that they've waived Wentz. Uh, not yet, but the, they they there, could. There, yeah. I think there's an expectation that they could. But either way, whether Heineke or Wentz, you're not talking about high end quarterbacks. They don't have high end super offensive talents there. If all of a sudden that offense looks juiced, then you really can't start saying, okay, Bienna may bring something to the table. Well, you got to be careful if you're an assistant and you're trying to move up. As to who you're working for. I remember when, Greg, when Rick Neuheisel was the head coach at UCLA, um, was it was it Neuheisel that hired Carl Durrell or was it the, was it, I, I can't remember who Carl was the offensive coordinator for, but Carl wasn't calling the plays. Carl, uh, and, well, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. 2006. And, and, um, and so Durrell never, you know, he had the title of offensive coordinator, but he wasn't the one calling the plays. So when he became a head coach, he, he wasn't very good at it. And, you know, now he's flamed out at a couple of places. But you, if you're – the reason the enemy's got a chance here is because Ron Rivera is a defensive coach. So they're going to let the enemy run the offense. In Kansas City, it's the opposite. You know, they were just – you were buried behind Andy Reid. You were basically buried behind Pat Riley. You know, um, and for that reason – you were never going to be given the credit when the thing went right. Well, I mean, Ron Rivera is obviously, he's an established coach. I think he's a respected coach. Former NFL linebacker. But he's not somebody like Andy Reid in terms of that level of status, somebody who's had, I mean, it's ironic now, Andy Reid used to be the guy that people would question if he could win the big game. But Andy Reid's had a ton of success in, in the NFL over a long time. Right. Biennemi does not have nearly as much to step out of when it comes to a shadow with Ron Rivera. So again, I, as much as you know, the commanders, especially with Daniel Snyder, they've been an absolute chaotic dumpster fire. And you know, there's a lot of talk that Jeff Bezos is going to end up buying the team. Snyder will end up selling, and maybe that can add some stability. But there is more of an opportunity for Biennemi to prove like, no, really – this is me with the commanders. Um, yeah, I can't decide if that Bezos thing would be a good thing or a bad thing. What do you think? It can't possibly be worse than Daniel Snyder. That's true. But on the other hand, you'll have an owner that has more money than all the other owners combined. And the problem is what? That, well, I mean, it's happening in the NBA with Ballmer. And the problem is what? That one guy would be able to control the league. How? Just by having more money than the rest of them? Yeah. Well, it depends. In the NFL, there's a hard cap. So it's not like they can go over it. But in the NBA, look, you can... Uh, look, d- 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 no. 
all of these owners can afford to put out the salaries and rosters that they want to. They choose not to. And the reality is there's no such thing as a billionaire that doesn't care about losing money. They all care. Every single billionaire cares. The the first billionaire you introduce me to that doesn't care about the bottom line, that will be the first. Right. They all care. Except that if they have unlimited money, which is basically what we, Balmer has. Right, but we've seen Balmer make cost-cutting moves with the roster before. Like we we've seen him do salary dumps, things like that. Like that happens. All of these guys care about the bottom line. It's a choice. Like the Warriors have made cost-cutting moves. Like Gary Gary Payton II, they didn't keep around essentially because right, of money. Time. Yeah, they had to go back and like, get them. It's a myth. Like the I, in, until you still you show me evidence of the sports owner that truly doesn't care about the money. It's a myth. Until then, like this is a choice. They can all choose to spend up to Bezos level or pretty close if they want to. If they want to get outspent by them, that's their business. Okay, coming up next, uh, Bergman showed me a video right before the show of one of the changes in baseball that's coming. And I'm not so sure people know that it's coming, but it's going to make a big difference. We'll get into that. And plus, did you notice Bronny James is moving up yeah. in the rankings? I, Zach Lowe on the Low Post podcast, uh, his guest is Jonathan uh, Giovanni. Yeah, I believe that's Giovanni. His last, Giovanni, excuse yeah. me. And they talked a bit about Bronny and Wemanyama, but Bronny has been impressing guys. And because of that, it may affect what happens with the Lakers. We'll explain why. Andy Kamenitsky in for Mace. I'm John Ireland. Mason in Ireland, ESPN LA.